Good morning, traders. Welcome to the number one morning show to get you guys started pre-market prep. Let's go ahead and start diving in today's action. We'll take a look at what happened in the overnight action. Oil prices extending gains, crowded short trade out there, earnings. We'll talk a little bit about Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, earnings for the rest of the week, outlook. Very important to keep on watch. Delta buying Boeing Max planes, Ford newest pickup truck, who wants it? The F-150 Raptor R. We'll talk a little bit about that. Shares of Google trading following the effect of a 20 for 1 split. And we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in Starbucks and what could potentially be coming in Tesla's earnings. We also got a special guest. Don't have Tim Kloss as he's biking in the Swiss Alps right now, working hard. Uh, having some fun also. Um, we'll, we'll have, though, Christian Fromhertz, founder and CEO of Tribeca Trading Group. So stay tuned. Got a great show for you guys. Hit the thumbs on up and let's get pre-market prep started. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, traders, I will let you know we're going to have a little bit of a different week, a little bit more of Dennis and Mitch rants this week because no Joel L. Conan. Let's bring on Dennis Dick. How are we doing, Dennis? He takes so many vacations, this Joel L. Conan guy. He, he, like he must be making some good money, right? He, he has to be making some good money because... Uh, I just feel like he's always on vacation. I haven't taken a vacation in like five years, I don't think. <laughs> My vacations are only when I have internet problems, then I get a day off. <laughs> That's yeah. how it works. Wow. We, we got to so learn. We got to learn maybe not to sell as much, yeah. and maybe we'll, we'll, we'll learn like Joel and have some uh, good, good vacations later on. I mean,. Um, yeah, if you're if you if you don't have a sell button, you're pretty happy here this morning, anyways, because the markets yeah. are ripping here once again. Talk about a three day or a two day rally here. Um, started to turn it around there. Obviously, just going back to well, going back to Thursday afternoon, we've been basically straight up from three seventy one Thursday afternoon yeah. to three eighty nine on spy. You're talking one hundred and eighty S and P points. Yep. In basically two trading sessions. That is a hell of a rally. Huge rally. Um, I'm glad I bought the dip on a few stocks. I obviously wish I would have bought a few more. Um, but, you know, it's been this market where it seems like, you know, you chase, you're going to get punished. But I tell you, played the chase on Friday because they're getting, they're going up here again this morning. And I mean, what's the max pain trade here? Every analyst comes on CNBC, they're bearish. You know, I've, I've seen tweets over the weekend talking about, you know, money managers are, are the bearish they've been in, in decades here. So it's a sentiment has been, you know, in the gutter here. So max pain trade is let's squeeze them. You're bearish. Well, we're taking them higher on you here. So and, you know, going back to obviously the CPI data and what I was talking about, and we did sell off after it, but. It just felt like, okay, yeah, it was a 9.1 and it's a horrible headline number, but we know, you know, commodity prices have started to come in, which aren't reflected in that data yet. 
we know there's a lot of you know other things that are starting to come in in price. I mean, housing in, in Ontario at least has imploded in pricing. Um, so I mean, there is prices coming in, and that's why I get optimistic that we're at peak inflation. Does that mean we're at a market bottom? Not necessarily, but the markets are telling me too. Like I've said, and I've held myself out here on ARKK that I think the 2022 low in ARKK could be in. Bring up ARKK, Mitch. Let's you can see it. a nice little tidy triple bottom here from the last three days. Joel would like this. 42.31, the low on Wednesday. 42.27, the low on Thursday. 42.20, the low on Friday. That's a triple bottom if I've ever seen them. Some people say there's no such thing as a triple bottom. I'll show you that one right now because it's coming up here the other way. So growth stocks haven't been performing as well as some of the value stocks the last couple of days, but they're holding up. And that's the thing is you can keep looking at it. Oh, yeah, you know, we're going in a recession. It's all going to be ugly. But we priced in a lot of bad news. And that's why I started adding to my stock positions ahead of this earnings season. I'm not all in. There's a lot of risk out there. I don't think it's an all-in market, but it's not an all-cash market anymore either. If you're saying with 100% cash, you should have been putting that to work in the last couple of days on the dip, in my opinion. So here we are. Coming into earnings season, there's going to be lots of earnings. And I will say, let's go into earnings here too. So far, so good on the earnings, Mitch, because um, even the companies that reported and missed kind of have been bought. So, and the ones that are beating are just ripping and not looking back. And, you know, we're going to get to the ones this morning, but I think we got to go to Citigroup on Friday. This was a monster move. Yeah, let's talk. Let's yeah. Before we get into the earnings today, I I definitely agree that that was the move. I even uh, sent Dennis a a little gift. I was like, man, on that city pullback towards the open, it was just like buy, 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 and that's really what took them off. Um, I think you know, right at the open, you actually got a pullback there in Citigroup, and that pull grab, yeah, yeah, it was a very, very small one, right? And with that pullback. It just took off. It went down a little bit, just popped there to 47, pulled back here slightly below that 47, went to 46.19, and then really just took off there. You can see here on the hourly, I'll show you guys it. And from that push, boom, went right to 50s now. Um, what do you see on uh, Citigroup? Well, here? I'm just it, it, the trade's already been made. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, it's hard to make a trade on something after it moves up 12%. But we were talking about it on the pre-market chapter report, and it was trading up 3.5%. And I'm like, I, you just can't fade anything on good earnings here because we're expecting bad earnings. And now we get good earnings. They're going to buy the hell out of them if they're good earnings. So, and I mean, that's what happened. And I can't remember the last time Citigroup went up 12% in one day. I mean, you're talking about a stock that went from a 52-week low to getting back basically a month and a half of losses in one day. I mean, that's a squeeze. That's, you know, even more than a squeeze. That's just punishing anybody who's on the other side, but punishing the cat, people who are in cash too. So, and then what I really like too, going back to Friday's action, just recapping before we get into Goldman Sachs, was Wells Fargo missed. And it started going higher right from the opening tick and kept moving up and obviously closed green on the day. So here's a company that actually misses earnings, closes green. That's what we talked about a week and a half ago with Micron. That's what we need to see. That's the bull case because the earnings, there's going to be earnings warnings, but we need to see them get bought on the dips or we need to see actual buyers say, okay, this is as bad as it gets and I'm going to start nibbling my toes in. So I will say with this earnings season, so far, so good. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens. Let's continue into the earnings today. Let's cover Bank of America and Goldman Sachs. First one we'll get into Bank of America. Let's take a look here. Uh, Bank of America is coming in here with a miss. Uh, EPS at 73 cents, missing the 78 cent estimate. And sales were at 22.7 billion, missing the 22.78 billion estimate. Coming down a little bit, looks like it's trying to find some support. We'll see what happens here. I'd be paying attention towards these high closes over here around the 3185s. You've already cut below that. Now you've hold, you've held that now. I'm going to continue to watch if we could hold that towards the bell. Um, and again, you have disappointing earnings season here, but now you have traders who are scared. You have there's so much money that is just sitting on the sidelines. And I mean, I've never seen like you go on CBC, another analyst is bearish, another analyst is bearish. It's like wacky world. You never see this. Bearish analysts are always bullish. You know, they're downgrading stocks, and you know, and I think they're all just it's dumb money again, and they're all late to the party here, and they're gonna be chasing here again. Because I don't think this, I think the pain trade is higher. Um, just going, you know, to a tweet I saw on the weekend, JC Peretz, who's awesome, retweeted this. Um, it was from, I'm going to butcher the name, Gunjan Banerjee said, and I don't know how true this is, but it says equity futures positioning for asset managers and leveraged funds is now the most short on record. I guess that was coming from Deutsche Bank, um, a Deutsche Bank asset allocation it was coming from. And that's crazy. So you're telling me asset managers on the most short off record. That's telling me this pain trade might actually be higher. I mean, you could feel the turn. I mean, we talk about on this show is I make money on my turns. You know, I don't make money. There's trend following. I do that when it's working. But I'm also, you know, because I'm right in there, you can kind of feel the turn. And we, I felt the turn a week ago. I was a few days early, but you could kind of feel it before CPI. And then we got hit on CPI. And it was just another, you know, and that was just a buying opportunity is what that ended up being. So I think we could have 4,000 on the radar. Again, though, we just rallied 5% in two days. So I think I need a pullback here before I redeploy more capital. I was buying stocks on Thursday. You know, I, I told you the stocks that I bought. I bought some Square. I bought some mm -hmm. more AMD. I bought some more Micron. I bought IWM. I bought TD Bank. I'm Canadian. I wanted to buy a bank. Um, you know, I, I did buy some stuff. That was like Wednesday and Thursday. And... Uh, and they're working here, you know, obviously the last couple of days. So I think I need another pullback before I really go all in. And those were long-term investing, bringing that cash portion, which I was sitting at a week and a half ago, 42% down to 31%. You know, that's a pretty big move. Am I going to bring it lower? I, I think I will on pullbacks here. But again, I'm never one that goes all in. You never see me on my invest portfolio 100% in because I want some dry powder. And there is still a lot of bad things that are going to happen. You're going to see some earnings warnings. You're going to see, you know, some responses. You're going to see some more upstarts. Upstarts still a disaster, not really bouncing much. You know, obviously gap down on the report. So you're going to still see some bad stuff. So not just rah, rah, bull, let's go. But I think the time to be bearish, full on rah, rah, bears, making money on the short side is behind us. And it's more, you know, give me some chop. But I do think we turn, at least in the short term, we've turned. This is uh, something definitely is going to be questioned about in all different types of media and a lot of investors are going to be making uh, that call today. I think I'm, I'm still a little bit on the sidelines. Uh, biggest thing for me is I want to see some uh, data actually point that inflation's peaking. And I think that, you know, at this point, you have your option to make, you know, do you want to get ahead of the market? And the market's at least showing a decent rally. That's for sure. 
Um, the question will be when we get up to certain resistance, what will happen then and how far up we can go. I think another thing that continued to watch is, of course, the earnings later in the week. If we could continue get, getting, like Dennis says, uh, rallies off of bad reports, that's going to be definitely something to watch and could signal that, yes, uh, people are late on the ball and the bottom is in. But I think, for, at least in my case, I'm going to be just waiting, waiting, waiting um, until I can actually kind of react in an investment outlook. But in the trading outlook, I completely understand why you're trying to ride the momentum right now. I see think from an investing ride. standpoint, if you're 100 percent cash, though, I think it's 100 percent. Yes, 100 percent. Yeah, I, I wouldn't agree with being 100 percent cash. Probably never, really. I mean, no, um, never. I never do that. 100 percent cash is a little bit different. But even but like over cash, like I think almost like a quality names. neutral stance at a certain point in time. Like, OK, I've got some cash, but I've got some equities working here for me. I mean, if you've been 100 percent cash all the way down, congratulations, you're killing it. I mean, the first pullback, I'd be deploying capital. But it's hard to say. Nobody has a crystal ball. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows what's going to happen here. Nope. We know there's a lot of bad news to come. So the news flow is going to be negative. But as long as they respond okay to that bad news, um, that's what you need to see. So let's jump in, though. We have good yeah, news let's go here to this it. morning, too. We'll, go to we'll Goldman kind of, Sachs. We'll be watching, really, th this green area here. This is a weekly oh, outlook nice on that. And that's the green area right there, financials. Let's dive a little bit deeper in there. Let's get into Goldman Sachs, right? And so what did they do? So good report coming out of here. Um, it kind of went up, kind of went down. You know, it's a little bit bouncy here in the pre-market, but holding the gains now up there towards 304.99. Goldman Sachs EPS coming in here at $7.73, beating the $7.25 estimate. Sales were at $11.86 billion, beating the $10.96 billion estimate. Goldman Sachs does it again in a volatile environment. They just do it. They continue to always beat earnings. Morgan yeah. Stanley, obviously, we heard from last week. They've turned around after making a new low, then moving higher here. And now, I think Morgan reported last week. I'm losing my, my mind here, Mitch. Morgan yeah. reported, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Correct. And then uh, Goldman, obviously, uh, reports, beats. They just seem to always beat. Stock is basically as cheap as it's been in a long, long time. If you look on any valuation metrics here, I'd be a buyer of pullbacks on Goldman. Like, I don't want to chase, though, and I want to keep stressing that point. Because if we turn around and sell out today, everybody's going to say, Dennis was bullish, and now, you know, we went down. He's wrong again. <laughs> I'm trying to say that overall, I've turned bullish. I turned bullish, you know, a week ago. I was a little bit early, uh, maybe mm -hmm. even a week and a half ago. Definitely a little bit early. Uh, but leaning more bullish, but I'm buying pullbacks here as opposed to just selling every rip. It's like, you know, 2022 has been sell the rip, make money, forget about it. Um, I've turned, you know, more to buy the dip um, as opposed to just, you know, jumping and sell the rip. And we're always buying dips and selling rips. You know, are you always trading in and out, in and out, in and out. But leaning exactly. more as my entry positions, you know, it's more exiting when I'm selling the rip as I'm, and, and, and I'm talking from the trading perspective here. So, and obviously, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, tech, I'm, you know, seeing, you know, how many of these stocks are down 40, 50% from the highs. I just think we've got an opportunity here. I think there's an opportunity on dips. And this is not a dip. It wasn't a dip Friday. It was a dip on Wednesday and a dip on Thursday. Dip will happen again. Don't kid yourself. We're not just going to march out of here and we're going all-time highs. I don't think that's happening. I think there's too much bad news to come. Fed's still going to raise rates. To your point, Mitch, maybe we should talk Fed speak a little bit here. But, I mean, we do have a 9.1 CPI number. There's no doubt they're going 75. And you think they might go full point. 
Yeah, that's the, the real concern here is um, what happens in the Fed, right? And the recession concerns of the Fed just being more aggressive as they see inflation not topping in a strong employment, uh, unemployment out there. It's you can tell that, I mean, the jobs market looks really strong. So what's to hold them back from going to 100 basis points is the only concern I think I have, because I think even a 75 basis point hike rate is the market. I, I feel like it's going to react positively on that. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think the worries are definitely starting to slowly ease. And so I can agree with that, that at least out there, you're seeing a little bit of that inflation, inflation peak talk but there's still no data behind it, right? And yes. the Fed like to wait for data. And so yeah. in my eyes, that's the only thing. It's speculation that inflation has topped, but still nothing that is 100% certain. And that's the only concern that I have that could point us to the downside. But I do agree that you have there, that. There's problem. a lot of concerns. I know you said, but there's a lot of concerns that could still bring us to the downside. And it's been 12 minutes of bullish talk here, Mitch. But, you know, it's not just the only concern. There's all kinds of concerns here. I mean, from a recession standpoint to, you know, like obviously demand destruction that we've talked about to price employing. There's lots of fun things to worry about if you really want to worry. So we don't have the, the one thing I'm just saying is a lot of those things could potentially be priced in. And I agree, we could go 100. They might go a full point. Canada just went a full point. Um, so it can happen. Um, doesn't make a difference. I mean, Kramer's been you know, saying, oh, yeah, let's go full point and get this over with. It's just stupid. I mean, it's not just over with. We go we go two full points. It's not just over. It doesn't just <laughs> yeah, end. Unfortunately, Inflation just, just doesn't disappear because we go a full point. It doesn't just end. So I don't even know what that yeah. conversation that he's been talking about for a month is. I mean, it doesn't just end. I mean, they're doing it in the right way. This thing just takes time. You can go up five points overnight. I mean, there's still people got to max out the credit card debt. They still have to do it. You know, is there's a path to to destroying demand. It doesn't just get destroyed because interest rates go up in one day or interest rates go higher in two months. There's a path to demand destruction. And they're trying to destroy it. Don't kid yourself. The Fed needed to destroy demand to get inflation in check. And then they will try to bring the rates back down and get demand back. That's the goal. It's going to be hard to do. And in world, the hardest one's going to be labor. So it's not just going to be like all of a sudden we're back at 2%. That's not happening. We just need to see improvement. And as a trader, we just need to see improvement. But remember, you know, if you're sitting in cash, you know, stocks are inflationary as well. Commodity stocks especially. Maybe everybody wants to talk oil. Oil is pulled back. I, I won't argue with you if you're making positions and taking positions in oil stocks at this point in time. I'm not doing it as much, but... Um, I, I yeah. you know, part of me wants to buy Oxy. Part of me sees Warren Buffett buying it every single day and thinking, you know, I think he could still take it out. Kramer said it the other day too. He thought that maybe the whole company could get taken out. I think it's possible. I don't know if it's probable, but he's got like 18% of the company here now. He could just go bid and 85 bucks and take the whole thing out. Or he could just keep doing what he's doing and just keep pecking away at it. <laughs> Um, which is working for him as well. I mean, Oxy's pulled off the highs. So if I was buying an oil stock, Oxy would be on my list. I think Chevron um, CBX would be on my list. 180 to 137 is a big pullback. But again, these trends are broken and they're crowded trades. So just because they come down and, and, and you know, obviously you think oil's going to go right back up, that could be the case. But the oil trade is very crowded long. I don't like going into crowded trades that are long, which is probably why I still stay away. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, something to keep on watch is uh, how the dollar reacts, right? If we get a weaker dollar, will that kind of help oil prices rise today? You're seeing a a weaker dollar, oil prices rising on that. Um, It's something to keep watch. Do we get another rally in these oil names or does it just continue? It's slowly down and we get some price stability as something to keep watch. We'll see what happens there. Let's go to earnings for the rest of the week. Something to talk about. Definitely something to keep on watch. I think it's going to determine a lot of how we get kind of movement to happen here. Let's take a look at the calendar here. What else is going to be on? Of course, today after the bell, you got IBM. You guys can keep on watch. Then tomorrow, Johnson & Johnson, Lockheed Martin, Halliburton, uh, a lot Boy. going on. And then Tuesday after the close, you got Netflix, JP yeah. Hunt, Interactive Brokers. Look at the names. So much that's going to be going on leave in just up. the next two days, right? So yeah, what stands out to you here, Dennis? Leave that up for a minute. Let's just jump into Obviously, yeah. IBM is here tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, IBM is, you know, IBM. I mean, everybody looks at it and they think it's a turnaround story. And maybe it is to a certain extent. But I've Why tried to play the turnaround story in IBM before. And it hasn't worked out well. So I'm just going to stay away from IBM and let other traders handle that one. I'm long Netflix, or my wife is actually in her registered account, <laughs> a long-term account. Um, great day for Netflix on Friday. I think it was trading up 7 or 8%. I didn't look at the final tally on Netflix, but significant rally here. I think, let's go into the, I don't care about the IBM chart. Let's go into the Netflix and we'll just. Um, yeah, I got you. Right I, 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 obviously, the expectations are in the gutter here. The question is, you know, how bad is it going to be? Is it going to be one of those that gaps down on a bad report and gets bought? Is it going to be one of those that, hey, the expectations were in the gutter, but it wasn't that bad? Um, I'm, I'm hoping it's in the latter camp. Um, I thought about adding more to it into the report, but now that it just rallied 8 9% ahead of it, I'm probably not going to do that. So, and then you get Tesla on Wednesday, you know, Snapchat on Thursday. I'm just looking at the list there too. There's so many companies that are reporting here that are obviously market moving and impactful and then next week you get into all the guns the mega caps mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting here what are your thoughts here mitch like jump well, in you know jump into a couple of these like what stocks are yeah. you looking at for earnings next this week let's do it so first one's first and on my radar is that netflix i think it's an important one to watch big thing is expected to lose subscribers again if for any reason you see an added subscriber I think this goes up like a rocket, right? And so um, if they're expected to keep continue losing subscribers and they could flip around, somehow get into the positive, I think that could be the story that brings it back up towards, let's say, 250s into that gap zone above. 
if for any reason you still see concerns there and it's a massive loss of subscribers showing more consumer uh, demand destruction, even in streaming, that could be the downside that continue us down through those lows. And the next thing you know, you can see Netflix possibly at that 150 area. Um, it's going to be something that I'd watch. Maybe it does a run into earnings because um, maybe some people just try to have it getting up there towards a 200 level first. So it's something that I would watch earlier in the week, maybe for a quick trade, but I'm, I'm going to definitely wait for the earnings to come in on Tuesday. Then Remember, Netflix, Netflix is going to, it's going to move other mega caps too. You know, yes. I talk about relationships all the time. And this Oops. is, you know, what I'll be looking at is this is the first and it's not, but it's part of Fang. You know, you think about it's all, you know, it, it and obviously maybe it shouldn't be anymore, but I mean, it's. Uh, it's a big tech stock that everybody's going to look to. And it's really the big, fir the first big tech stock that we're getting. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tesla's going to be more of a market mover on sure. Wednesday. For the overall markets, I'm really worried about demand destruction at Tesla. I'm really worried that, you know, obviously the orders, you know, there's all that there. But I just think going forward, I'm worried about the outlook to a certain extent. Because I don't think people are buying cars and I don't think they're buying EVs. So I've been worried about that for a long time. Which is why I for sold my Ford, obviously sold most of my General Motors position um so i'm worried about that one that's coming up wednesday night uh but you look in here and you think you know some of these companies are obviously going to you know miss here earnings but there's going to be some beats in here too going to be about the response to those earnings we're going to keep saying the same thing because that is what is working is analyzing you know not so much the earnings were bad but what was the response to the bad earnings micron wells fargo disappointing numbers lowered guidance or at least micron lowered guidance and they bought the stock on it so that's the good news bad news is we're still in downtrends bad news is overall there's lots of things to worry about and maybe this is just a bear market rally it very well might be it could be a bull trap a lot of them have been in the past so it's hard to go all in but it feels a bit different this time something to keep on watch is tesla and do they announce kind of a depreciation charge of their bitcoin they have a value of forty-three thousand two hundred bitcoin that are on the balance sheet they have already lost about 460 million dollars on this um does the question is does it show up tesla with on bitcoin? the second quarter results no yes. tesla with bitcoin's meaningless well, absolutely well, meaningless it's not even a drop in the bucket it's just a, a sideshow so okay. I would say that's absolutely meaningless. So I wouldn't worry about anything with Bitcoin with Tesla. It's not a Bitcoin stock. It's an EV co company, and it's obviously on Elon Musk. The Twitter news is more important to Tesla than anything. But you did mention Bitcoin. We should talk Bitcoin. Bitcoin yeah. is Bitcoin a risk itself. asset. Bitcoin is a BITO. You can bring up whatever you want to bring up, or you can bring up Bitcoin itself. I usually watch BITO, um, which is a, you know, a good way just to track what's happening with Bitcoin as well. Um, it, it's a risk asset. And there is the the positive correlation with the NASDAQ is just there. And I mean, if you're not seeing it, it's there. We did put a nice little tidy little double bottom in a Bitcoin. If I'm bullish stocks, you're going to be bullish Bitcoin in the short term. You know, I don't want to have, I have a little bit in the long-term portfolio. It's not like I'm going all in on Bitcoin here, but I said it last week. I wouldn't want to be short Bitcoin at this point in time. Um, and I went down a couple of days after that, but then put in a double bottom. So, I mean, you're right there. The 19,000 level is huge on Bitcoin. You're seeing it rip higher here this morning. What are we, 22,000 on Bitcoin right now? Money, Mitch? Yeah, Bitcoin's right now at 21. It's up about 5% on the day. Yeah, almost 22,000 here. Yeah, so, I, I don't, you know, I'd be scared if I was short it right now. So, um, I just, I, I'm not a big crypto fan, 
But I can see the bull case here to a certain extent. We've come down significantly. Stocks are starting. It looks like risk on trade is back on. And Bitcoin is a risk on asset. It's moving around with the NASDAQ. JC Pretz has showed that correlation in the past. We've talked about it. You know, maybe it wasn't correlated for the first nine or 10 years of Bitcoin. But since everybody, the masses are in, it is now a risk asset and it moves along with the NASDAQ. So if NASDAQ's rallying, usually you see Bitcoin rallying as well. Positive relationship there. Positive correlation. And uh, lastly, just to wrap up those earnings later in the week, we didn't talk on Thursday and Friday, but Thursday you'll get American Airlines. Definitely that will be on Watts. Snapchat um, also on Thursday, um, and that's after the bell for Snapchat. And then Friday you'll get Twitter and Verizon. So uh, we'll see what happens with Twitter and Verizon. Uh, American Airlines will definitely be on watch, but uh, Wednesday after the bell, uh, United Airlines will have reported and that will be interesting also. Um, let's go into the Delta news today. I want to touch that before we get into our interview that's going to be coming up uh, with Christian Fomhertz, founder and CEO of Tribeca Trading Group. Did mention earlier in the show, if you didn't catch it, Tim Quast is in the Swiss Alps biking. So he will not He's, be with Everybody's us got a today. better life than me and you, man. Right? We're we sit biking. here. We're stuck. We do the, We love doing the show. But, I mean, we don't go places. We don't go to the Swiss Alps. We don't go to northern Michigan. The, we don't get only, to do any of this stuff. We just get to work, me and you. The only mountains we see, Dennis, are stock charts. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. And we climb, yeah, we climb up the Swiss Alps stock chart and we climb down the Swiss Alps. Down. Sometimes on the wrong side of them, too. Yeah. Sometimes it's an avalanche on top of me, believe me. <laughs> that's just how it goes. Let's get into this Delta news here. They're actually buying Max planes. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, let me pull up the chart here. DAL here. There you go. Put it on up. Uh, does Delta buying Boeing Max planes? The deal is for a hundred seven thirty seven Max ten plane with option for thirty more deliveries would be stated to begin in twenty twenty five. This is Delta's first order in more than a decade. Uh, one thing though to keep in mind is the Max ten model is the largest of the narrow body Max family and does not yet have government approval. So it could fight there. We, we don't know. Boeing hopes to win approval by the end of the year. So this order could turn around. I just wanted that's kind of stated there. Oh, I mean, you know what's interesting is that, you know, we've come to this market where everything is just moving together here now. A stock is a stock and commodity. I mean, how many days, you know, do you see oil up and airlines up? And I mean, we've seen this the last few, mm -hmm. you know, the last couple of weeks where oil's going down, airlines going down, everything's going down together. I mean, here's a day you come in, oil's ripping higher. Like that's not good for airlines, but airlines are ripping higher too, because it's risk on market right now. So that correlation will break down eventually and airlines will move opposite to oil prices which they should but right now a stock is a stock is a stock and it's buy all stocks or sell all stocks everything kind of moving together to a certain extent and airlines are trading up here this morning on oil trading up and airlines is trading up because it was a risk on day we are leaking a little bit here in the s p futures people are asking why are we leaking well we've run a long way so there's going to be some profit taking in here too we talked when we started talking on the show we talked about being Thursday morning at 371 on SPY, Friday night at 385, and coming Monday morning at 387. That's a tidy 160 S&P point handle on CPI data that everybody thought was bad. So, I mean, 
nothing's going to go straight up. We're not going straight to 4,000. It's not that smooth. Do I think we could get to 4,000? I do. But you got some pesky highs to contend with a 393 on SPY, 3890 on SPY. We get up there. We are 388 and a half, 389 this morning. So you're running into the first part of resistance there. Nothing is that smooth. But we're leaking a little bit here. The dogs are barking. The dogs are barking. And I also saw another dog barking the uh, headlines, which was Ford. I'm going to call it a dog because it's been a dog lately. Uh, let's get into the Ford's newest pickup, uh, their F-150 Raptor R, making the stock move up a little bit today. Uh, you guys can see it up there towards 1205. Showed some bottoming on this chart uh, down there towards, let's say, the 1121s. You can maybe pull it down towards 11. Uh, their newest pickup, the F-150 Raptor R, which I haven't driven the Raptor R, but I've driven a Raptor. Um, it's uh, now has a supercharged 5.2 V8 engine that produces 700 horsepower and 640 foot-pounds of torque, baby. Holy. That's look at torque. that look at that oh that ford baby represent it's a nice looking car have you nice ever driven car. one of those dennis the raptors no uh, no no but it, it's a nice looking car so I, I'll, oh, I'll tell you that that's i'm not in the market to buy any new cars though because i just can't stand what the prices of cars are so you know what i think of cars overall here right now uh, with that being said obviously ford stock has been punished it's moving with the other stocks so i just limit my comments there and i do have a I do have a small trading position, the overnight trading position, so I'm going to limit my comments on Ford. But let's jump into the next stock. All right, let's go ahead. We'll keep going here. It's about to be 835. Um, let's take a quick look at Google and after their 20 yeah, split. for one split. And so let's take a look there. Looks uh, weird. Google. It looks really <laughs> weird. It looks like I'm down a lot of money. It looks like you're down. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what happened to Google here? Over I'm going to zoom in because if not, I'm going to get crazy with a chart like that. So it yeah. uh, looks like we've been leaking a little bit here, right, since 8 a.m. Um, we were at the 114.50 area. Uh, the split adjusted price, I believe, is closer towards 113. Let me just check here. I'd say it. Just need to get here. What's the open there? 113.76. That's what I have right now. So uh, just continue to watch here right at the open. We'll see if we kind of leak off of this or do we get a boost? We did not really rally into the split. Exactly. I mean, That's what I was going to know. But we it didn't was really not rally. Performer. It was not rallying into the split. So, you know, maybe this is going to go off the grid and rally after the split. I don't know. Typically, they are weak post-split. So we'll see what happens. It hasn't been playing by the book at all here, though. I mean, stocks are just moving all together, too. So it's hard when everything's just moving together like that. Um, Google or the Googals, pick your poison here. The new price, 111 just or 113 just looks weird if you're looking at GOOG. Um, you're in a channel. I mean, major resistance up at 120. Uh, major support is down here in that 104, 105 area, and it kind of stuck in the middle. So I don't think there's much of a trade here. All right, something to keep on watch. Um, and also, uh, GME is going to be doing their split. Uh, I'm pretty sure today's the day that. Oh, game, GameStop splitting right away here, yeah, too. Yeah, GameStop. And so keep this one on your radar today. The most I just unneeded to mention split. it. Yeah, but this one actually ran into the kind of the split date. So um, it was announced there, and people were thinking this was going to actually drop it, but it actually has been pushing up here. It's up there towards the 144s. And it's been holding AMC well also. I would say that too. I mean, look how that's been running with it. So who knows? Will a GameStop run today? I'm not sure. But it's something that will be on my radar definitely with mentions of the split. And it's been holding well.
All right, let's get out of some stocks. Let's go towards my man, Christian Fromhertz, founder and CEO from Tribeca Trading Group, helping us in covering there for Tim Quas. Welcome, Christian. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Happy to have you back on here. Uh, excited to get into it. I, I thought, you know what? We couldn't have Tim, but none other better than going to Christian. So what do you see out there right now? What is on your radar this week? And then I'll let Dennis, of course. I don't think, Christian, you don't take very many holidays either, do you? You're always I don't. Down I, here. I, you know, I'm not in, unfortunately, I'm not in the where it's Swiss Alps. Is that where? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Swiss Alps. <laughs> There's some people that live really good lives here, Christian. I know Listen, you go I, for the odd nice dinner. I see that. I but. do do the, the, you know, the the tour to uh, New York City. I've got the bike in the back. So Yeah, but my I man just... doesn't even use a car. He says, you know what? I'm taking the bike route. I get a little exercise to work. It helps. It does help. The, the exercise uh, def, definitely helps, you know, kind of clear your mind a little bit. But yeah, well, by the way, a happy Fed speaker quiet period. No Fed speakers for the next two weeks. Oh, man. there you go. It That's seems, good news. Seems like they got their their quotes in right before this. But oh, they always do. They always it's like they're jumping over one another to, you know, get get their views in and, uh, you know, be, before. But yeah, so it is. A, so it, we are officially in. Fed speaker quiet period. So, you know, next, uh, the meeting is 727. So, you know, asking, so I think it kind of, you know, we had a big week of economics last week. We still have a couple data points out th this week. We've got some housing data out this week, but that gets a lot quieter along with, along with the Fed, you know, not, you know, not having that distraction of going on. So it's really going to turn to what you guys were talking about this morning with earnings. And, um, you know, we, we'll have a you know, very interesting week of, of earnings. Uh, I know you guys have already covered the banks, but, you know, I think it's going to be kind of more of that. We're going to see some things where the expectations are so low, which I yeah. think is what happened to the banks is that, you know, who really wanted to go along these banks going into earnings yeah. and the charts didn't look good. They looked very bad. People were worried about what they're going to say about the economy. And, you know, you kind of have a bounce in most of them just because I think of the expectations. I, and I mean, Christian, that's such a big thing, you know, as expectations going into these. And, you know, that's what I was wondering, too. I'm like, I'm scared of this earnings season from just the numbers perspective, because I right. think there's going to be some misses. I think there's going to be some guide downs. But I mean, you get Wells Fargo, which had a miss and a miss and they bought it. I'm like, that's good news. You start yeah. seeing those, you know, you know, positive response to disappointing earnings. That's what we need to see to get through this earnings season, because I don't think it's going to be that great. How are you approaching this earnings season? What's your I, overall you know, thoughts? A, a little bit of watching. Like, I, you know, I, I didn't play the, I, and, I, and I just don't play the banks for earnings because normally they, they don't move that much. But, you know, I'll be taking a couple shots on, on, I think, you know, a few names that look like they're just, the expectations are really low. I, I wanted to talk a little bit, you know, and again, like also just doing a little bit of watching, just paying attention to if the if the bad news is priced in. I think it's a very bullish sign. Uh, and I think you got, you were basically just saying it where if there is bad news and the stock actually goes up, it tells you that the, that a lot of information is already baked into the baked into the stock price. So I think one of, that will be interesting tomorrow is definitely going to be Netflix. Um, so with, I actually, I have a question for you. I have a little bit of a trivia for you guys because Joel's Ooh, not here. I we think like Joel, trivia. Sometimes. Yeah. Joel usually does the trivia, right? What do you Let's think the, without cheating and looking, what, what do you think the PE is on Netflix? Mm, I, I think it's like 16 or 17 only. 
Is it well? It did get put into the value, so uh, I would say also I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say twenty. Yeah, I mean, you guys are right. I, I can't believe Dennis got it. It's like it's about a seven seventeen. I think it is. Clint. Look at that like, guy. He's probably been watching long it. <laughs> there it is. There's the long truth. It. But uh, well, actually, it's my wife that's long it in her it's register wife. account. It's I'm actually wife. not. I, yes. I stick the bad stocks in her account. <laughs> but so, uh, but I, as a family, we're long it. Gotcha. What what are your thoughts? I mean, we we, we go from a PE like sixty or seventy on this thing. It's like a seventeen. It's a market multiple now. It's unbelievable. That it's come back that far. But I mean, what's that telling you? I mean, what does that tell you when they've brought this down? Is that maybe that E isn't going to be? You know, maybe that E could even go down. It's kind of scary that you know the PEs drop that low to me. Yeah, I I think at this point, if they say anything positive on the earnings call, you know, anything. The, the, this the stock's going to move up, um, but the question is, can they do that? Because they are notoriously just a bad name on on earnings. I think the last ten quarters they've gone up <laughs> twice in the yeah, last true, ten quarters. Actually. So I don't I don't like that um, that earnings history. Um, but that said, I th I think if they say anything positive, it's got a chance. So I I might take a, a, a small shot on on a long you know something like a call spread where I'm defining my risk. Yeah. Um, you know, but other than that, it's more more or less just kind of going to be watching um, and paying attention to that. Um, but I, I think also, you know, you guys mentioned the um, the positioning, right, in, in S&P futures and so forth, right? I mean, I think we've got a pretty interesting dynamic right now. We've got really low positioning. We've got really low market sediment, but you don't really have any fear, right? Um, the equity put call ratio has been kind of, you know, not indicating any type of major extremes um you also have the vix which is all the way down you know it's right around 25 this morning too so it's just a very interesting combination of just the low positioning uh overall at this point there's already been so so much unwinding of stock that i that i think a lot of bad news is priced in at this point okay perfect so what are some areas that you have, uh are going to be looking to see bounce back happen first well, I mean, I, I actually like the chart of Apple, believe it or not, you know, for the for the mega caps. Um, you know, I, I think, well, Apple's not going to report for a couple of weeks, but it did get over the 50 day moving average. Uh, and I think that's out of the FANG stocks. You could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that that's the only one uh, that has gotten back over its 50 day moving average. So, you know, it's it's not a real expensive chart. It still has work to do. Um, but I think if one wants to kind of rally into its, until its earnings, you know, this, this is a good candidate and it's showing relative, you know, relative strength within the group. So that's one that I'm watching. Um, you know, and I pay attention to a lot to, uh, speaking of relative strength, you know, to, to other areas. And, you know, I love what's going on right now in biotech. I think a lot of people have noticed it at this point. Um, but, and, you know, it's not just biotech, but UNH had great earnings too. I mean, they, they crushed their earnings uh, on Friday. So I'm, I'm looking for that group to continue. It's not just the UNH, but it's Centene, CNC. Uh, Cigna looks really great on the charts too. So, you know, I think that there's some places where you can be a little bit diverse, like e even within the sector of healthcare, right? You could take a little bit of, um, you know, a shot at like, you know, uh, a halo, which to me looks looks really good. Uh, you know, that's a name that I'm long. I'm also long Vertex, VRTX. Uh, I've also got a little bit of um, the medical devices space, the, the LNTH. So, you know, the, 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 the issue with, with this group is, 
it's it's a little bit they're a little bit tricky because you know some of these smaller cap biotechs which are which are show, which is great that they're showing the strength but they could have some type of you know bad news on a study and so forth that could that could bring the stock down and you've got a little bit you know more risk in 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 that sense so you've got to you know i think that you really have to watch your position size with some some of these things but um, it kind of can kind of, you know, be a little bit balanced by taking along in a UNH and a, or a Cygnus a CNC to kind of balance out the risk a little bit. How do you feel about uh, bounce in oil names? Um, we've been seeing a little bit of a weaker dollar today, but what do you think here, Christian? Are these, uh, is the trade opportunity pretty much done here and you expect some chop or do you think we could get a trend back? Yeah, that's a great question. It's uh, it, the... I've been paying attention to this group and, you know, I've been looking at, you know, some of the coal names too. Mm-hmm. Um, AMR is, is one name that I'm looking at in the space because I don't have any, expo- you know, I, I've kind of removed all my exposure uh, a while ago in energy, but I wouldn't mind having like one name uh, within the group. And, but it's funny because some, sometimes you look and you look and, and you kind of force yourself into the trade. So I've just been waiting for them to show a little bit more strength. Um, you know, another one that's been, that's been showing really good strength. And again, it's, I wouldn't want to buy it here, but ARLP, um, that's, that's another coal name that's been, you know, holding up very well. Um, so, you know, there, there is some strength within the group, but I'm not forcing anything yet. I, I'm also, you know, I know everybody's been watching the oxy cause Buffett keeps buying, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which, which is interesting, but even like a Chevron or Exxon, I'm kind of looking for them to turn. Cause I don't, I kind of want something where I can kind of get in and it doesn't have to be like a real fast swing trade. It could be just something, Hey, I want to position in, um, provided that these things kind of hang above the, you know, stay above their, you know, the 200 day moving average. Like for instance, Chevron is kind of right there. So, you know, that would be a name that I would want to get in versus a stop, you know, something very, you know, keep it simple use a stop of like the 200 day moving average. So I do think that they're interesting. I'm continuing to monitor, but I, I don't have any exposure yet. Excellent. All right. So later in the week, uh, we'll be getting names like Netflix uh, to be reporting. How do you feel about Netflix going into report? The uh, Well, so the Netflix, we just, we just talked about, um, right. but let's, th- let's go to maybe the airlines. What about the airlines? <laughs> Mitch yeah, is I mean, sleeping here. We're waking Mitch up. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm I multiple, doing multiple Netflix, things. But we can rewind the clock if you want. We can do the airlines. We can do <laughs> American airlines. It's an important airlines. report. Maybe you should cover it twice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, you know, he gets a mulligan. It's, it's, it's Monday Oh, morning. yeah, he's good. Mitch has been doing a great job here. Yeah. Great uh, job. I'm, I'm a man of three different arms and three different heads, but maybe one of the heads missed that one. <laughs> So I th- so good. so besides the airlines, I think it's kind of interesting with Boeing. Um, I you know has Boeing bottomed at this point? Um, you know that's one I'm kind of looking at, and you know also some of the, the one of the ways that I'm looking at this market right now. It, de- it depends on the name, but something like Boeing, I might be just be looking for a trade, not necessarily like you know and a shorter term type trade, but you know just thinking you know there's some good news about deliveries this morning. It mm-hmm. got over last week's highs. Um, I don't see any like immediate resistance right in front of it. So, you know, something like this might be able to run a little bit. You know, it's certainly also um, and, and I don't like to buy stocks just because they've gone down or the, you know, or they're cheap. But, you know, maybe this could be something that kind of gets going a little bit more, you know, I'm sorry for the pun, but has a little bit more runway to it because I just ah, don't I like that pun. 
Yeah, I, I just don't see anything <laughs> in front of it. Um, so it's nice to see some of these stocks. And 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 again, going back to your your original question, and what am I looking for at this point? Just stocks that are that have spent some time that have been kind of carving out a low and and a little bit of a base. Like Boeing's not a great example of mm -hmm. of, of putting in a base, but um, it's not a perfect pattern. But it it has kind of felt like it's. Um, spent some time hovering around the lows and and is starting to kind of work its way up. So I, I think it might be good for for another five to ten points at this point. I mean, you look at the airlines here too. I just I and I I'm trying to be bullish a lot of stocks. I just don't know if I want to be in airlines here though because they're still <laughs> getting squeezed on all sides here, Christian. Yeah, I mean, they're, obviously they're, they're too difficult. Yeah, Dennis, one of the one of the airline stocks ever been easy to trade? They're never. Not on the long side, <laughs> not on yeah. the long side. So always seems like value traps there. You know, you look at them and you think, oh yeah, they're turning around. Delta's throwing up good earnings. Yeah, but we got a lot of bad news here still, um, or, you know, with oil prices, you know, there is some demand destruction happening. Don't kid yourself here. And, you know, labor shortages, labor costs. I mean, there's just so many things and the cruise lines for the same reasons. You know, there's yeah. just, there's easier sectors to be long. I like easier trades. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. And people, and you know what? This is just a good conversation in itself. The natural human tendency is, to, I, I want to buy that stock that's down 20% because it's going to come back right away. I mean, people naturally <laughs> yeah. want to put themselves, it's human tendency to actually put yourself in the worst trades. And I mean, sometimes, you know, it's like, you know, the strong, we've always in the environment, you know, momentum, the strong gets stronger and the weak get weaker. So, but, you know, that that's where we're at is it, it's tough. My kids my wife isn't here and I got both kids it's, <laughs> and one's breaking into the office right now. So I'm somewhat distracted, losing my train of thought. But I mean, <laughs> this is just the way, um, you know, the airlines have been. They've been tough yeah. trades for a long time and the cruise lines yeah. for the same reason. I think I just stay away from there. All right. Now, one question I did have and I saw you put out an interesting tweet over the weekend was about the home builders, right? Yep. And ITB. Let's take a look at that situation. Of course, <laughs> later today, the National Association of Home Builders Housing Market Index will be released at 10 a.m. I think some people will be watching that to see what happens. Um, but how do you feel about this area? Yeah. So, I mean, so every once in a while, I, I just like to tweet things because it stirs people up a little bit. Yeah, because, it's interesting. You know, Twitter could be such such a gauge on sentiment and as well as just the overall market. You know, I've heard a lot about, hey, you know, the housing sector is really going to get hit hard and, you know, things are not looking, things are not going to be good. And, you know, sometimes it, it does make sense. Well, for me, a lot of times it makes sense to pay attention to the price action and what it's telling you rather than what the news and what the headlines are. Because I, I'll tell you, like, it's not so much that, that I want to go long the home builders. It's just funny to me that how well they've been holding up the last few weeks. And mm -hmm. um, they're actually one of the few sectors that it, that's gotten back above the 50 day moving average. Um, so the home builders are not something that I necessarily I was just kind of saying, wow, that's kind of interesting. However, um, there's a couple of charts and there's a couple of charts that I do have for you guys this morning. Let's and that's that's in it. the retail group. Um, okay. And some of it is is housing, but even something like a Decker's um, looks pretty interesting. I mean, that, if this, you could do us a favor, Christian, share your charts. We like your charts. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Let me just adjust. Here. I see what you're looking at here in Decker's. I'm going to be interested on this. I just brought this chart up. It kind of looks right, interesting share, too. Share screen. Hold on a second. <laughs> All right. How's that? Can you see the screen? 
Perfect. We it's see up it. there. All right. So, I'm, so what? What I like about this is it spent some time down here, right? So, it's it's had a decline like most stocks, but it seems to be trying to kind of turn the corner, right? So, I've got a nice level to watch, which is about five dollars up two seventy five, and you know, you go back to to I guess it was about a month or so ago where Decker's reported earnings and they had really good earnings. So again, I like to concentrate on companies that they're, they're weathering the storm. They've said something good on their last earnings report. And then I like to see the price action confirm it. So um, Decker's is one that I'm watching 275. Um, also something like Williams Sonoma uh, also is showing uh, some, some strength here, even though again, it's in a downtrend, right? So again, whenever something's in a downtrend, I'm looking for, for something more for, a quick trade, um, you know, not so much to kind of, you know, hold it for a longer term swing. But I think Williams Sonoma is interesting. And then there's another one, too, that came up, which, again, like, you know, flooring, who who really would think that flooring would be bottoming? But flooring decor uh, is has gotten a back above all the short term moving averages back. I like so I like when things get back above the 50 day moving average and then you could use that 50 day moving average as your stop. But I kind of like the setup here, yeah. um, you, you know, just moving about, you know, for for about five to seven dollars in a trade, which is kind of what I'm looking for um, out of this market right now. You, you know what I love about Christian? I mean, he's such a patient trader, too, here. And I mean, everybody, oh, it's coming down, it's coming down and you want to be the first one. And I'm a, a victim of that a lot of times. You know, I try to trade the turns and a little bit different style, but he's patient. He waits for that thing to start getting above the 50 days, waiting for that trend, that downtrend to start to get broken and consolidation at that point in time too. Like look at the FND. It's like consolidating right around there. So your risk is starting to get less because you got the consolidation period happening there. And then he's actually looking out for it to break out above the, that, that area there. So I, I love the fact that you're so patient, you know, for your setups there. And I think that's what a lot of traders are missing is that patience. Thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, wait for them to put the bottom in. You know, wait, wait for, wait for a little bit of confirmation, because um, again, it's it's it is about the inst the institutions have to have to start to buy in. It can't just be me and you. It's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's got to be the. We bigger try. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's got to be the the bigger institutions to start to say, hey, I want to put some money to work, and you know, looking for a couple of things that are just some quick trades while the Fed is kind of, you know, we're, while we're waiting for the Fed to pivot, which, you know, we don't know exactly when that's going to be, but we hope to get it in the second half of the year. But that'll convince, you know, the institutions to, to come back in too. But, you know, for now, it's it's just, I'm looking for trades point A to point B. And, um, you know, and then I could kind of go back to my bread and butter once once the, the Fed decides you know, whenever it's the time to kind of, um, you know, stop with the 75 basis points rate hikes. All right. Last question we have. We have a question from the yep. chat and we'll wrap on up. Uh, Juego wants to know, does Christian short stocks? I do. I, I But at this point, you know, I, I kind of did a bit more of that a couple months ago. And, yeah. you know, over the last month, I, I think the risk reward is now, you know, has shifted back, has shifted to the upside. I yeah. think the time to be asking if you're shorting stocks was months ago. Yes. You know, I, that's not, what I completely agree with. And, you know, and, and, and that's the problem is, you know, you get people, you know, coming on here and they're bearish now. I was like, well, where were you a year ago? Where were yeah. you six months ago? Where were you three months ago? I mean, now you're getting bearish. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess the 9.1 thing really brought some bears out here, but I think they're late to the party. 
Yeah. And, you know, the market's always about risk reward. It's always about probabilities. And, you know, one of the questions that I like saying to, to people <laughs> is, you know, if you look at if you look at 1929, right, if you look at all these crashes, 1929, 1987, look at all these different bear markets and you can throw out any bear market. But what has the market done after those bear markets? After every single bear market, what is what is the stock market done? Ripped. <laughs> it's gone higher, you know. So, so yeah. I mean, bear markets are, are brutal while we're going through them, and and yep. you know, this is a longer one, much longer one than we've experienced in the last few years. But you know, I, I'm kind of confident in the market that at some point, you know, we're we're going to we're going to move higher because that's what happens after every bear market. Exactly. Thank you. Like always, Christian from Hertz, founder and CEO of Tribeca Trading Group. I definitely advise you guys not only to check out Tribeca Trading Group, but also just check out his Twitter. I did include it in this description below so you guys can give him the follow. Thank you for coming on, Christian. A pleasure, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, Christian. Definitely. All right, let's go ahead. Let's start. Uh, we're going to start wrapping up in a second here, but uh, I did want to mention another news that had hit the tape. It looks like uh, Starbucks uh, after... Uh, Sunday's Times reporting that the coffee chain is exploring the possible sell of UK operations. Um, it's actually up right now. We'll see how it affects it towards the open. Uh, Major selling. resistance point at 80. It's $80 and it's bumping up against that. It's got some momentum, obviously, but this is just a major resistance point. We bumped up here three, four times in the last couple of months. It's failed every time. Let's see. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe this is going to be fourth time the charm type deal, which could be the case. But And it does you know, look like it's trying to break out here. I don't know about that headline. I haven't read it. So, yeah. um, But you know, it doesn't sound like a positive headline. But regardless... Um, you know, it's going to move with the overall market too. The one thing about, you know, stock selection here when we're all moving together and, you know, as VIX is starting to come in now, you'll start yep. to see some separation starting to happen where we've been like a stock is a stock is a stock. You're going to start getting back into stock selection to a certain extent. And you'll okay. start to see as the VIX comes down that stocks, you know, start to some, you know, some go up, some go down. They don't all keep moving together. So we've been in this market environment where everything's kind of been moving together for the last month because VIX has been elevated and we've been selling off. But as correlations, you know, as market VIX comes down, correlations start to break apart a little bit more too. So, um, so then it becomes more stock selection. But I'd just say major resistance here around 80 on Starbucks. Now we'll see what happens. Last time it was a uh, earnings pop that brought us in this area. It was around 81.27 where we kind of rejected. You could also check around the 82.87. We'll see if we get up there in Starbucks. But of course, uh, it's going to be a lot dependent on the overall market. We'll see if we kind of push into the resistance on, on the SPY. I think the first one to kind of watch is around the 391.30 level. We'll see how we get through that. Right now, we've kind of just been trading sideways. Leaked a little bit, but nothing much there to keep on watch. Uh, let's go to stocks from the chat. If you guys got a ticket you guys want to check on out, that's going to do it for our headlines. Other than that, uh, we could kind of keep a watch on er later earnings stocks. Um, we could take a look here at... Why don't we just do it some ticker time here, Mitch? Yeah, like, yeah. We're doing like ticker we, time. We've got two sure. minutes here. Throw out like three, four tickers here. There you go. Someone's hitting it in here. Uh, LMN, LMT, Lockheed Martin. Um, Lockheed Martin, obviously, war stock here. It's been coming off since the Ukraine situation. Just not talking about it. It's still happening, obviously. We just don't mm -hmm. talk about it as much, which is sad. But, I mean, I, and I feel so bad for all the people over there. But those, yeah. those stocks have come off here, too. Um, you know, valuation is... 
fairly cheap on an LMT. It's a stock I've wanted in my long-term portfolio for a long time. Um, I just don't know if it's the kind of stock that's going to outperform. It's more of a risk-adverse asset, believe it or not. So, um, and, and it's kind of hanging on the lows here. So this is one I'd actually avoid from the long side. All right. Uh, EL here. Esther Larder. Um, is it going to bounce here? It has some bottoming actions around the 240. Could see it could make a move up there to 260. How do you feel about how well, it's, it's it's one that's been hit pretty hard here? Um, mm-hmm. Again, kind of in the middle of nowhere, though. So I think there's yeah. easier setups. I look at, you know, it's major support down at 230, major resistance up at 270 or 245, right in the middle of it. So I would just uh, look at this chart and move on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you want clean setups like what Christian clean was showing, setup. a little cleaner setup. You don't have to swing at every pitch. And if it's just there and it's getting chopped up and it's kind of hanging out in the middle, why swing at that pitch in the dirt? All right, let's keep going. I do see some other names here. Uh, Moderna, this setup is looking good, oh, at gosh. least. I like the setup. Stock uh, what do killed you it, just running and running. And this was like growth, you know, and, and, uh, and XBI, don't kid yourself, XBI had bottomed in June. IBB bottomed in June. It's a big portion of the IBB. The health stocks bottomed a month ago, and they've been leading, actually. So Mm -hmm. Moderna, which is a higher beta, has the one that's been leading to. 120 to 180, big move. With that being said, it's kind of already had its big move. So I I see the double bottom you're looking at there, Mitch. Mm -hmm. So that's the good news. The last couple of days, 155.93. Wow. Right to the penny, 155.93. Yeah, I really liked it that day. You don't very often see the $155 stocks feel a double bottom right to the penny. So that's the support you're leaning on if you are going Mm -hmm. along that. But now you're 13 points away from that. So you're going to put in a 10% stop? I'm not doing that. So I would like the Pfizer chart a little bit more uh, this week, but we'll see what happens. This one did try to recover the 51s. We'll see if Moderna can hold also. Let's keep going. Let's go to the next one one here. I got to go. NVIDIA. Let's do NVIDIA right quick. Um, it's an AMD, same thing. I'm long AMD. I bought more AMD last week in the mid seventies. It's eighty two sixty nine. I feel like these stocks are oversold. Um, the AMD valuation a little bit cheaper, but Nvidia still is relative to itself. It's cheap. It's been a long time. So I like the semis here. I'd be a buyer of pullbacks on all these stocks. Okay, you guys have it. We'll just start wrapping on up. Like always, thank you, Dennis, for sticking a little extra there, going through some tickers. I hope you guys have a great trading day. I'll let Dennis get on out of here. We're going to continue going right here on Benzinga. Do me the favor, guys, if you guys enjoyed us taking some extra time with Christian Flomhertz or taking some ticker time, give us a thumbs on up for enjoying the show and keeping the show 100% live for you guys and free. So hit that like. I'm going to bring you guys over to live trading up next. That's what we're going to get into. Like always, guys, smash the like button as we keep on going into the trading action. We'll bring you guys Lord Ryan, Zunaid, and I up next. I'll see you guys on over there. Smash the like before you get on out. And we'll see what this market rally kind of holds or doesn't hold today. Like always, guys, uh, this is uh, for informational purposes only, not to be used as investment advice. And you guys, let's get on over to live trading. Let's start having some action. Let's make some money.